Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Is he though? Cool. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. Uh, welcome to episode 40. I'm Joe Kay. We got a little three-man weave going on here. Um, Tom is back after spending time on the West Coast. Welcome back, Tom. Hello, hello, everyone. And then for people who watched last episode, Maddie is back for some reason, even though she seems to be a bit of a curse because just about everybody she spoke about last week got injured. Well, actually, two weeks ago now. Who was it, Maddie? How many people did you take out? We got Connor Bedard with the broken jaw and then Jean Morant with the labrum tear in the shoulder. Yep. And you took out Matty Beneers, too, but you didn't like him, so it was fine. He was one of your disappointing players in the NHL, which is very true. Yeah, but, uh, just as Ja was really kind of coming back, the Grizz like, were interesting again, and boom, it's over. Yeah, we did a whole podcast about it, and then Maddie took him out, so that was really <laughs> cool. So even though she's back with her Sally Jesse Raphael glasses, uh, we're here to rock out. Um, Tom, first off, how was Hawaii? How did it all go, man? Hawaii's great. Uh, obviously, it's Hawaii, so you can't complain. Uh, but the show was really good, uh, bigger than last year, more vendors, more people, a um, lot, lot of fun, always a lot of people out there that it's always good to see. We stopped at Maui Sports Cards, like we, we talked about, had an event there. It was really cool just being in a card shop for five hours and hanging out, people coming in. We opened a, pa- we opened a box of 1991 Pro Set Football, got a Bill <laughs> Belichick rookie head coach card. That's crazy. Uh, but it was just like the random stuff, and like it brought you back to – when you first started in the hobby, just hanging out at a shop, opening cards. We watched the the Spurs Bucks game. That was ridiculous. Giannis dropped like forty. Wemby absolutely posterized uh, Giannis with a huge block at the end of the game. Hit a three. Like it was exciting. It was fun. Um, so good times. Yeah, for sure. Um, for those of us who listened to the last show, I know we said we'd be in Dallas this weekend. Unfortunately, we got buried with five six feet of snow in some places here in buffalo so if you haven't seen the signs and you're listening to this and you're wondering hey why isn't hit parade at dallas well all of our flights got canceled but uh we'll be in atlanta next week yeah we leave for atlanta uh thursday night so we'll be there friday morning um you know playing a little catch up we're gonna have uh some deals lined up that we missed in dallas but it'll be good atlanta is always fun culture collision they do a really good job with that show with uh, a lot of different vendors a lot of different things they're having speakers uh for a bunch of different things so they really do a good job of not just having it just be a card show with making it an event perfect so we got to get moving a little bit um we're not really going to talk much about baseball or hockey because there's not too much going on other than the bedard injury obviously but we already touched that thanks again maddie um but we'll get we'll get into basketball first so tom the first topic you put up today was lakers or warriors who do you trust more yeah as of right now the lakers are the 10th seed that would just get into the play-in uh, Golden State is out of the playoffs. So do either one of these teams have enough to make a run uh, into the playoffs and possibly win a, a round or two? For sure. Maddie, who do you trust more? I'm going to say the Lakers on this one, only because they're above 500. And AD and LeBron are pretty good duo. So so <laughs> she's, still, she's still getting used to it, guys. It's going to be like this forever. Also, speak louder because they're not going to be able to hear you. We, got, we go over this all the time. I know her mic's not close enough. She's I don't want to talk amateurs, into it like, right? Like this, but you have to. That's literally how it works. So, so yeah, you have the you know the two teams out west for most of the last decade have been um, the teams everyone talks about and and looking at as championship teams. And Golden State, they're talking about trading guys off. The Lakers, you know, LeBron can only do so much. Um, so I 
personally, I, I think the Lakers are the right choice because I do think that Golden State's going to possibly make some trades. I think maybe a guy like Andrew Wiggins might be gone um, as they try to reset and put one more championship team around uh, Curry there. Yeah, I also heard rumblings earlier. Um, they might try to trade like Draymond and all that stuff. And even though I know he can be a brickhead, but if they're going to blow it up, might as well get rid of everybody but Curry, right? There's no way they're getting rid of Draymond. I think I think Draymond and Clay are the two guys that'll be there. I think everybody else is expendable. All right, fair enough. Um, here we go. So next topic: the Thunder or the Timberwolves? The biggest threat to the Nuggets out west. Maddie, what do you got? I love this part. Well, the Timberwolves are on a four-game winning streak. There we go. And they got Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards, which I think is a little bit more manpower than Oklahoma City. And did you guys see that dunk? Um, that Anthony Edwards did last night? No, I did not. No? Oh, gosh. He pulled, like, a little move, like, a little step back, and then he threw it up against the backboard and just went in and got it himself. Flushed it. There you go. Um, Tom, I have a feeling you're going to tell me it's the opposite, right? Yeah, I'm actually going, yeah, I'm going with Oklahoma City. Um, you know, not to talk about things that, you know, we don't want to talk about on the show, but uh, it seems like uh, Giddy will be able to play the rest of the year. As as of right now, the charges are dropped, so that's good for them. One last distraction for them the rest of the year. Shea is that guy. He is so good um, just leading that team. And then they have other pieces around him. Chet. Uh, yes, Chet Rookie is very good. Yep. Um, so I think that's a young team that could actually maybe add at the trade deadline, get another guy, where I think Minnesota is kind of what it is. And we've seen them um, – no offense to Rudy Gobert. We've seen him in the playoffs with some good jazz teams. And people scheme against him in the playoffs because he can't guard in space. So I still worry about that team um, in the playoffs. Tom, in your opinion for cards, is Chet the best buy for basketball right now? Is that the person you'd be hammering the most? He's he's really good right now. Um, the tough thing with Chet is that all his stuff is still pretty expensive. So if you're looking to buy in at the ground floor, he's not really that guy. Past that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Josh Giddy's a guy who's probably at his ground floor right now. That's true. Any other uh, fast risers that you think that people should think about investing in? Buy Halliburton. He's down because he's hurt. <laughs> That's a really good one, too. Um, we talked about Halliburton, too. Maddie, did you take out Halliburton, too? Yeah, you did. Wow, you're the worst. I did not. <laughs> um, but it kind of comes into my next question, uh, the person I think people should buy. I think Maxi, his skip value just keeps going up and up and up. Uh, card wise so milwaukee or the 76ers are they the biggest threat which one's the biggest threat to the celtics in the east go ahead maddie all right i said 76ers because uh joe Embiid is a beast and tyrese maxi so i think giannis and damian lillard are still good but i think the other two are gonna okay tom be a threat um, I'm actually going to go with the 76ers though okay, okay knowing their history they'll make a good run and lose before they get to the finals um but Embiid's playing as good as anybody in the league. He just outdueled Jokic uh, this past week. He is playing really, really good. And as long as he's healthy, he he's such a nightmare uh, as a matchup. And Max has become really that true number two score. And I think that's another team that can add at the deadline. After trading James Harden, um, they have some ammo there to go out and get somebody. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'll take the other side of it and still go with the Bucs. Um, I still think Giannis is unmatchable like i think everybody there's nobody else that can really do what he does when he gets really angry and just really focuses on everything he can just be he can take over the game um i know that you could say maybe Embiid can do that too but i don't know i would still take Giannis in that situation and then yeah max is playing well but then 
Dame's waited for like the playoffs and like these this type of moment for his entire life. And, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get the chemistry and they're only going to get better as the season goes on. So I think we'll see as we get closer to like the playoffs that the Bucks are going to separate themselves, at least from the 76 a little bit. The Celtics are still obviously the best team in the East right now, though. Yeah, I. I have a hard time cheering for Milwaukee. Sorry, all my Milwaukee fans out there. Why? What do you have against Milwaukee? Milwaukee. J- Jason Gillespie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I just, I, you know, I, I was never a Bucks, big Bucks fan. I once, I once went on another podcast, this is years ago, and made the claim that Giannis would never win a championship. So I am just doubling down. I know he's already won, so I've lost You can't that double match. down. <laughs> you can't double down on stuff you've ever been proven wrong. But, uh, but it hurts me because I love Dame. Dame's been my guy for a long time, and I hope Dame has a lot of success. So if they win, I would not be upset this year, but I'm just not a Milwaukee guy. Fair enough. I mean, I guess it's such a weird team to not like. You know, like Ray Allen? Never mind. I ain't got time for this. Um, all right, so the Raptors, uh, in our last show, we talked about how they traded OG to the Knicks, and that trade was kind of working out for both sides at the time. Uh, but they also traded Siakam to the Pacers? Yeah, I think that's a big move, obviously, for the Pacers. Uh, Hal Burton's out right now. It gives them another star. And that team's just kind of hitting their stride. Uh, I think they're a team that can really grow with Halliburton as he becomes, you know, maybe a top-five player in this league. So, I, I know I've been dr- beating that Halliburton drum for the last couple of shows, but he he's that guy to me. Okay. Um, hold on. I'm look- I forgot the exact details of the trade, so I was looking it up. You don't happen to know it offhand, do you, Maddie? Um, I know that the Raptors are getting a lot of first-round picks in 2024 <laughs> and then maybe one or two in 2026, yeah, and I the, think it said. And the Pelicans were in there. They got a second-round pick for Kira Lewis that got thrown in the deal. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, – Bruce Brown, Jordan Nawara, and three first-round picks to the Raptors. And then, obviously, the Pelicans part, where Kara Lewis went to the Pacers as well for a 2024 second. So. Uh, Brown's an interesting name in that trade because I think he's a guy that's going to get traded again um, yeah, before probably. the deadline. Uh, he was really good with the Nuggets last year as they made their run, a really good role piece. Maybe got paid a little too much uh, this offseason to be the guy, but uh, I think he's a really good piece for somebody come trade deadline. Um to, to help kind of push them over the top. Isn't he – maybe I'm thinking of – maybe I'm thinking Bruce Bowen. Wasn't he a good defensive player? That's Bowen. Yeah, I thought so. My bad. Whatever. All, all okay. these Bruces. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, the trade deadline's coming up, though. Uh, there's still some interesting names out there. Uh, Tom, you mentioned Wiggins before for for uh, Golden State. There's also Kuminga out there because he's not too thrilled with what's going on with him. Um, Jonte Murray – he from Atlanta, Zach Levine from Chicago, DeMar DeRozan from Chicago, Terry Rozier from Charlotte, Jeremy Grant from Portland, all guys who could be going somewhere. Uh, who do you think is most likely to get traded and to where? Maddie? She has no idea, no idea what I was going to ask. Yeah, I don't have any No, you're good. I'm this. just messing with you. Yeah. Tom, go. So the, the trade I want to see is I want to see Wiggins end up in Dallas with Kyrie and Luka. Um, he's good defensively, which is one of their shortcomings. I think he'd be that third kind of star. He's proven not to be the guy um, as Wiggins, but to be the third in, in Dallas would be really good. Um, I also really interested to see where Javante Murray goes. I think he's really good. He just doesn't fit in with Trey in Atlanta, and I think that's a really big piece for somebody to uh, kind of help them kind of for the stretch run. For sure. There's a lot of lot of team or that'll be looking for these players. Um, the top team is still, other than, like you said, like the Lakers, but they're not really a top team. They all seem kind of set, so it'll be interesting to see like which of those mid-level teams grab another player or two that can maybe make the jump. Um, I'm not entirely sure where anybody's going to go, but it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's an interesting one for me. That he's just he's a veteran guy that knows how to score. Um, I think he'd be a great piece for someone looking for kind of that first score off the bench. Um, I know he's he's as a starter already starter caliber, but if you're looking at a team that's looking to go over the hump and need a, a score to really kind of get you there, he'd be a perfect piece. There you go. So basketball's heating up. Things are getting more interesting again. Um, do they need maybe a three-quarter of the way in season tournament to kind of like spice things up? No, I'm kidding. Well, I, well I then know, LeBron and the Lakers would go on like a seven-game win streak and they'd be back in the playoffs. So maybe that's what the Lakers need. Lakers There's fan. Two tournaments. Let's you go. You want four tournaments, Lakers will be better. <laughs> I love it. Um, moving on to football because that's honestly what everybody's most excited about. Um, the NFL is in the playoffs. I know we missed last week, so we didn't really get to make too many predictions, but we'll talk about the games this week. Uh, but last week, wild card weekend, a lot of big games. Everybody thought we were going to be really good. And honestly, there weren't too many good games. A lot of blowouts. Maddie, you look like you have something to say. You're nodding along. How did you feel about the games this week? I mean, I love them. I think everyone I wanted to win won, except the Chiefs. Well, that's fair. Well, you wanted, wait, wait, wait. You wanted the Dolphins and went over the Chiefs? I'm really sick of the Chiefs. So, yeah. That's fair. So I'm glad we didn't have a show last week because I would have looked like a fool saying the Browns were going to win, the Cowboys were going to win, the Rams were going to win. I would have looked pretty bad because I I was wrong in a lot of things. You know, I I didn't think the Dolphins would go into my or the Dolphins would my Dolphins would go into Kansas City and win. I thought the Bills would win, but I did not see Jordan Love being that guy and just dismantling the Cowboys. Um, I thought the Rams would eke out one in Detroit. Have you not been paying attention for the last like five weeks? Jordan Love's been arguably the best quarterback in the league. I I know. I just Dallas hasn't lost at home in two years. I I didn't think I didn't see them winning. I thought it'd be a good game. I didn't see them winning. Mm. Um, I thought Cleveland's defense would have showed up, which they forgot to. Did you know they actually on the road Cleveland's defense allows thirty points a game? More than that now, but that was a crazy stat because everyone was talking about how they had the best defense in the league, and I didn't home. realize it was that that much of crazy a crazy split. So yeah, a lot of fun last week. Um, like I said, the Packers upset was pretty cool. The Rams Lions game was awesome in the first half, and that got a little less awesome in the second half. So I didn't really hit the over. But what else you do? Houston, not a surprise, but a surprise, I guess. Yeah, like I know people have been talking just because Tank Dell was hurt and you know new quarterback C.J. Stroud. Just keeps making you look bad every week on this show. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite, Tom. CJ Stroud's not going to be anything. Oh, no, he, I, he does not believe in Stroud. He, this guy took Will Levis first overall in our mock draft, so that's where he's at. So <laughs> Joe is just – he's going to continually beat this drum. I love it. Because for the first time ever, not Ohio, the, Ohio State isn't true. has a good quarterback um, in the NFL. Sure, whatever. I don't care about that. I just like that you were really, really no, wrong. He, it's Ohio State through and through. But speaking of CJ. Hey, Michigan job, won the national championship. Just want to throw that in there. How do you that's feel? That's true. Um, that always happens. Like every time there's a team like Washington that's not usually up there, like TCU last year, they always blow it because they're just not at the level they need to be to play these like very, very always good teams. But what are you going to do? Speaking of college football, I guess. Yeah, let's let's, let's just talk about that real quick. Uh, Coach Saban left Alabama, and so did a lot of their what twenty five players from Alabama already enter the transfer portal to get out of there. Might but, be more now. Yeah, they did do. You know, I think getting a new coach real quick was good. They hired uh, Washington's head coach, who just Ironically. made it to the national championship game. He's bringing their backup quarterback, who was behind Penix, with him. I don't know how good he is. I haven't done the research, but he's bringing a quarterback with him. Even though they already have uh, – uh, what's the kid's name for Alabama who's really good? 
It doesn't matter because every time every time these really good quarterbacks from Alabama go to the NFL, they don't look very good. <laughs> yeah, but he's still gonna be there next year. He was uh, oh, I forget his name too, Mitchell or some shit. McElroy. That like doesn't it. matter. Yeah, no, great. You just Greg McElroy. <laughs> oh, no, I did not see Greg McElroy. <laughs> All right. No, Anyways, I'm so, Milroy. It's Milroy. Oh, Milroy. Jalen Milroy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, they'll still be fine, but that's obviously Saban going away, Carroll going away and Bill Check leaving the Patriots. It is a whole new football world. Yeah. <laughs> Two 72-year-olds and a 71-year-old. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. <laughs> um, but anyway, going back to the NFL, you ask, who are you more impressed with, CJ Stroud or Jordan Love? CJ. Why? He's a rookie, and he's just killing it. I mean, both their stats are kind of similar, but CJ's a rookie. Okay, that's fair. Tom? I'm going Jordan Love, um, and that's because – CJ Stroud's play with house money. They yeah. were not expected to be good. They no one counted on them winning more than five, six games this year. And not that anyone counted the Packers to be good, but he is filling the shoes of Aaron Rodgers, who filled the shoes of Brett Favre. Um, we talk about the Steelers in my lifetime have had three head coaches: mm-hmm. Chuck Knoll, Mike Tomlin, and Bill Cowher. And in Maddie's lifetime, the Green Bay Packers have had three quarterbacks, <laughs> Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love for looks like the next 10 years. I know. It's uh, it's pretty interesting there. <laughs> Love, <laughs> Love looks really good, of course. Um, like I just said a minute ago, like he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, and on top of it, he's doing it with – Basically all rookie receivers for the most part, one- and two-year guys, people coming out of nowhere like like Bull Melton who was drafted for, by Seattle like two years ago, all of a sudden gets a shot and he's turning in 100-yard <clears throat> games along the way. <clears throat> so it's a little impre- more impressive that Love's doing it with you know guys who are actually younger than him theoretically because he's, he's been here a little bit longer than they have. Uh, their tight ends are brand new. Like everything is just brand new. And the, every, it looks like they hit on every single player just about. And that's really awesome, like for Green Bay's future. So they're all going to grow together. And I think like Love's going to have a killer career. But I'm kind of with Maddie that Love at least had like three years in the system learning all of LaFleur's tricks. I mean, he even, you know, there's sometimes people say, oh, that was kind of like something that looks like Aaron Rodgers would do. So it's like Love got to learn from that, whereas Stroud came in and was like, well, I'm just going to play football the way I know how to play and immediately built a rapport with, you know, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, um, even Noah Brown cast off from uh, Dallas. It's looking good. Brevin Jordan had a long touchdown. Um, Dalton Schultz obviously has helped out as at tight end. So Stroud did it with less time and less preparation. So I still think that's a little bit more impressive because, like you said, it's house money. But, like, that's why it's more impressive. So that's where I'm at on that. Who should be more worried, the 49ers or the Ravens? In what respect? Like losing. In all of losing. I don't know. I, I think the 49ers. I had the 49ers. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Green Bay just kind of like steamrolled Dallas. And I don't know. It's seriously, I like the 49ers. So I don't want to see them lose. But if Green Bay is going to play like that, there's a chance. Thomas. So I think it has to be the Ravens um, just because playoff history has shown Lamar has not been a great playoff quarterback. And now you have a team coming in with all the comments in the world with nothing to lose, and they're going to throw everything they have at Baltimore. So I, I personally think Baltimore, even though I just said love is more impressive, I think Baltimore has more um, probably fear. And maybe fear is a strong word, but uh, should be a little bit more worried than the 49ers. Interesting. I kind of see it almost like it's the same way. 
Uh, you're getting both teams are playing two teams that are hot right now. And you could argue both are playing with house money because, you know, the Packers, not too many people pick them to make the playoffs even. Um, Joe did, I did. But the point is, like, between them and Houston, they're both the same. They both have young quarterbacks doing it for the first time. Both look really, really, really awesome. The 49ers, I mean, you said Lamar has proven to be not great in the playoffs. Well, what has Purdy really done in the playoffs? You know, I understand McCaffrey exists. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand that the 49ers are a 49ers are a better team than Baltimore, which sounds weird since Baltimore just beat the <laughs> shit out of them. But it still feels like overall the Niners are considered the favorites in my eyes to win to win the Super Bowl. But the Packers are, I would argue, are better than the Texans right now. And I think that with the Packers offense, like we were saying, they might be able to keep up. They might be, I mean, look what they did to Dallas. They might be able to keep up with the 49ers. And if Purdy has one of those bad days where he throws two or three picks, anything's bought. Like, I think the Packers actually have a I think the 49ers are more scared. I think the Packers have a better chance of winning. I think they might have they might even have a better head coach in terms of he's has more experience because Michael Ryan's is obviously awesome and stuff like that. So I think the Packers have a better shot at upsetting the Niners than Houston does of the Ravens. Okay. That's just me though. Especially with the Ravens pass defense being, you know, really awesome. And like you said, they might be able to make Stroud make mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Who's more disappointing? <laughs> Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, or Tua? Now, Tom, you go first. Jalen Hurts, you have hurt me. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm I, Listen. He's the least disappointed of those three. I would say that no one had – Tua had a great year. Everyone knew Tua going into negative 20-degree temperatures was a bad recipe for him. Um, the, the field is slick. The field isn't a track where they want to run, and those guys weren't really getting open. Now, I – who knows what they called, but they just kept checking it down to running backs and they kept dropping the ball. On a big fourth down, Tyreek Hill got blown up. Tua, we know what Tua is. He is what he is. Dak, but if you know what he is, then he... So I'm not disappointed in him. All right. Yeah, he, can't, he shouldn't even be on this list because we know that, I mean... Bill's biased there. <laughs> no. Um, Dak, once again, proved what, you know, he had a slow start. He had a bad pick. But, you know, the... Per, the team, the ah, excuse me, what was disappointing about that wasn't Dak. It was the defense. The defense got torched, and then he had to play catch up when he had a slow start. Um, where Jalen Hurts, I thought he was the best quarterback in the NFC. I thought that because of his running ability and athleticism, that that offense had a little bit of almost slump proofness because at the end of the day, you can count on him to make some plays, and he wasn't making any plays out there. Um, it looked like every time they blitzed, he had no idea what he was going to do with the ball and just chucked it up for grabs. And I really thought that they were going to win that game. And that why I, I would I, – Jalen Hurts, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that I think the answer is Dak Prescott. I agree with Tua was just exactly what you expected. So is he disappointing when he's doing exactly what you expect him to do if you disrupt his timing and his first read's gone? No, that's how Tua is. And I can't wait for the Dolphins to overpay him in a few weeks. Um I'm not going to give you Hurts because he loses A.J. Brown, who that immediately makes a huge difference. A.J. Brown is fantastic. He's arguably – he's a top five receiver. He's really, really good. Plus, he has a busted hand on top of it. And the vibes in Philly on their losing streak and just looking bad, like it isn't a surprise that they lost. They were banged up. I mean, nothing was going – even the tush push or whatever didn't even really work for them occasionally. So, like, Hurts doesn't disappoint me because – 
again, injuries and all that other other stuff, like just kind of built up. Dak had his team going into Dallas where, oh, they're so good at home, blah, 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 blah. And they got torched and Dak didn't look good. He wasn't making good throws. So like Dak was the one that let me down that would be the most disappointing in the scenario because the other two, like I said, Tua does whatever we want. And like Tua does what we expect. Hertz had way more you know, negative things going towards them. Dallas was just supposed to kind of like roll. I mean, there were seven and a half point favorites on top of it. Philly was only favored by three, but I kind of thought Tampa was going to beat them anyway, and they did. Shout out Baker Mayfield. Um, before we go on to the next thing, which is apparently about Baker Mayfield, uh, buy, sell, <laughs> hold. Dak, Jalen, Tua. So I would buy Tua short term because i think in the spring they're gonna and they're in the, in the summer they're gonna be a track meet again and you're gonna go into f- football in september and october they look like a great team again scoring tons and tons of points and people are like oh he's back and people are gonna buy him um i am gonna hold uh jalen hurts i still think he is a very good quarterback and i'm gonna sell dak because well they just said they're keeping McCarthy as the, as the head coach, and I think that's a terrible idea for Dallas. So I do not trust that team. Why do you think it's a terrible idea? I know that the defense looked terrible in this playoff game, but under McCarthy, they've won, what, 12 games a year every year. They make the playoffs. They've looked better than they've looked in a long time. I don't know. Why would, like, is that a terrible idea? I, I saw a stat. I don't remember what year it was, but – over the last like 20 years, 30 years, whatever it was, the New York Jets have more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys. They need to be winning playoff games. And if they're not winning playoff games, they need to get a new coach. And I will tell you that they probably could have had almost a pick of their litter because if you're looking at a place where you want to go coach, um, Dallas is under the lights. They have all the big names. They have the players. That's a turnkey step in and be successful right away. I think they should have definitely made a move. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, like was just mentioned, Baker Mayfield. Do you believe in Baker Mayfield? A hundred percent. Why is he's, that? He's like the comeback kid, I feel. He's been like a little suitcase for a couple years, and now he's just – he beat the Eagles. He's in the next round of the playoffs. It's like perfect. To you? Um, to a point. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, it's not like I'm saying he's a top five quarterback. Yeah, like I, I think that he has earned himself – a uh, good contract next year to stay where he is. He, you know, stat-wise, if you look, if you did the stats and you didn't put Baker's name or Tom Brady's name from the year before, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. He did what they got from Brady. They were, you know, they weren't expected to do anything. Baker kind of relishes that underdog role, and I think that he is a starting NFL quarterback. He's not a top ten. He's probably not fifteen, but he's probably in that fifteen twenty range. Yeah, maybe he might even be a little bit better than that, depending on the day. But I kind of buy it, too. He's I mean, Baker's always been that dude who wants to win. He's always been like fun. And all of his teammates love him. Every report out of Tampa is that the guys love him. They want to keep him. They want to keep him. Tampa kind of does, too. But having to pay him what he kind of earned is kind of like a weird they're in a weird spot. So I don't know if they're even going to do that, but they should. Um, They could easily win that division again. It was like. Atlanta still doesn't have a quarterback. New Orleans is still in the middle. Carolina is a tire fire that's not getting any better. So, I mean, even with Baker, if Mike Evans sticks around, they could very easily win the division again. Um, They should probably add pieces and maybe make a better run. Um, Yeah, so I think Baker earned his contract, and it would be hard to see him have to go play for another team. 
Like if they get rid of him, he might go to Atlanta at this point. Like, you, you know, like then they're spiting themselves. And for what reason? I, I'm going to say right now they will not win the division next year. It will be Atlanta. I have, no idea, I have no idea who their starting quarterback is going to be. I have no idea who their head coach will be. I'm saying it today that Atlanta is going to win the division next year. Okay. I mean, that's fine. It's a good good thing to say, I guess, right now here in January, whatever. But a lot of things can happen between then and now. Um, plus, again, the NFC South always has some weird thing happen where it's always a new person that wins. So it'll probably be Carolina at this point. Bryce Young will just take a step forward and grow five inches. Um, but anyway, Detroit is partying like it's 1991. Uh, the Lions, kind of everybody's favorite little sad sack team that have they just the little engine that could. They keep winning. Uh, they went in against the Rams, taking on you know their old quarterback Matthew Stafford, getting a home playoff game. Uh, Lions fans, I have personal Lions fans in my life that went to the game. They traveled to Detroit because it was like a big, big thing for all of them. And uh, they came out flying, kind of slowed down in the second half, but they pulled out a one-point win over the Rams. little shocking because it felt like the Rams kind of were the better team, I think. But overall, Detroit won. Everything's awesome in Detroit. How do you feel about it? Tyler Santiago is living life right now. (laughs) Um, It's great. You know, I, I thought it was funny before the game. Eminem went on, made a post like, hey, Matt, just do us a favor. Give us this one. Um, just it's great as being a Bills fan and living through a drought to see them, you know, break through um, is great. Dan Campbell, you know, he's the perfect guy to kind of lead that team right now. So live it up. Enjoy it because it might not be there in a week. So you think Tampa's going to beat Detroit at home again? When we talk about this week's games, I'll, I'll give my opinion on that. All right, fine. So let's talk about this week's games. Tom, <laughs> how do you feel about, uh, I don't know, the Detroit-Tampa Bay game? I think Detroit sneaks this one out. Oh, really? Okay, Yeah, I, cool. I do. I. It's funny. You got two first overall picks playing on their second teams. Their first team gave up on them. Actually, well, Baker's like 13th third. team. <laughs> um, but, you know, teams that are players that were picked first overall, given up by their team that drafted them giving a new lease on life and playing really, really good. Um, I mean, people who bought golf or Baker before the season are loving life right now, Rob Coots. Uh, but it's great. It's great to see these guys have a second chance, play well. Um, I just think that Detroit has a, a little bit more around them than than Baker does with, with the Bucks. All right. Maddie, how do you feel about the game? I would agree with that, Tom, actually. I think Detroit's going to squeak this one out. Can you talk louder than this? Yes. Um, I think Jared Goff is just more experienced, and he's got Amon Ra and Hutchinson, and I think that's just going to work out better than what Baker's got with Tampa. I agree with everything you guys are saying. I'm going to go with Detroit, too. Um, although that probably means, what, Tampa's going to win by f- seven? Listen, <laughs> we, we say, you know, I, I love Detroit's weapons, but – you can't forget, you know, Mike Evans and Godwin are two of the best mm-hmm. receiver or one of the best receiver combos in the league. That defense still has some great linebackers in uh, David and um, Devin White. So it's it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be one of the more interesting games this week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, even though I won't be able to watch it. <laughs> so then uh, let's go to the other NFC game. We have the Niners hosting the Packers. Um I did kind of say personally that I thought the Packers had a better chance in an upset. That doesn't mean I think it's going to happen. Uh, I do think San Francisco is the better team because, you know, they are. And as hot as Green Bay is, San Francisco has a little bit more rest now. And, uh, 
even though I guess Green Bay kind of took it easy in their second half of their game because they were coasting. But the Niners had some time to game plan. Kyle Shanahan's really great. Um, again, Purdy is better than people still give him credit for. McCaffrey arguably could have been MVP. There's no way, right, there's no way that they're going to blow their first game at home like this after a bye, right? No. No? I'm, I, I'm with the 49ers 100%. Fair enough. What about you? Um, I, I'm also thinking the 49ers are going to win. I, and I think it's going to be a really fun game. I just look at both offenses, I think, are pretty comparable as far as weapons and scoring potential. I think the big difference in this game is defense. And the 49ers' uh, defensive line is really, really good. Um, they have good linebackers. And though they're missing their best safety, they still have a good secondary. And I think they're going to make a couple more plays defensively than um, – Green Bay will, and that's you know be the difference in the game. Do you think they cover the nine and a half points? Absolutely. Okay, that's good. Absolutely. Mark it down, kids. Bet the house on it. Tom said so. Uh, then over in the AFC, we have the matchup we already kind of touched on. Uh, we have Houston and Baltimore. Tom, how do you feel about that matchup? Um, you got your MVP versus your offensive rookie of the year. And once again, I think it comes down to defense. I think both these offenses are super exciting and have big play ability, but the Ravens' defense is really good. They get them at home. Uh, C.J. Stroud's numbers aren't quite as good on the road as they are at home, so I hope C.J. still has a really good year, but my my gut is saying the Ravens win. How you feeling, Maddie? I would say the Ravens will probably win this as well, but I would love to see this be the upset. Yeah? What, do you not like Baltimore? I've never really been a Baltimore fan and or a Lamar fan, if I'm being honest. I, I don't know why. I like an it's aversion fine. to Lamar for some reason. I think for the hobby, you want Stroud to win. No, I think you want the Ravens to win, and I think you want the 49ers to win. Okay. And, and it, it seems counterintuitive, but if Stroud goes out there and doesn't have a great game and they lose, people are still going to be super excited about Stroud, and people are still buying into Stroud. And I think the same thing for Jordan Love. I think they've done enough this year that even if they lose this round – they're really not going to take a huge hit because people are like, hey, I'm invested for this guy because he's going to be good long term. The Texans look like they're set for years to come. Like you said, all the young weapons in Green Bay, they look like they're set for years to come. If Purdy loses or Lamar loses, their value, I think, takes a hit immediately. Okay, that's fair. Um, hmm. I do think Baltimore is going to pull it out, but I think they're not going to cover because I think they're about nine and a half point favorites too. I think this is going to be a really, really close game, and I think it's going to be uh, one of those games that comes down to Justin Tucker making a ridiculous 67-yard field goal or something to win it with time running out, uh, but where everybody's like, wow, Houston looks really awesome. Can't wait for them next year, and everybody's going to still buy Lamar, but still buy Stroud and all that other stuff. and. Next year, everybody's going to have Stroud ranked really high in their fantasy rankings, and people are going to be betting on the Texans to win their division again, which, honestly, they probably should at this point because who knows with Jacksonville and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. Um, And our last game is Buffalo-Kansas City. Uh, Mahomes taking on Allen. This time time it's in Buffalo. Uh, These guys have played six times. It's been six pretty good games for the most part. They're split 3-3. Mahomes usually wins in the playoffs, though. Tom, tell me about the game. The game we all wanted to see, it's the game that we've been wanting to the rematch since the 13-second game. And not just Bills fan, I think the league does because that was such a great game, you know, arguably one of the best games ever. And it ended 
with the Bills not getting the ball and they changed the rule because of it. Because of it. So I think this is the, the game everyone wants to see. Everyone's be paying attention to. Um, hopefully the weather is good enough where we can sit down in our seats this time. <laughs> but it is, you know, Ali Frazier. It is, you know, every, you know, it, it's, you know, they keep saying the new Peyton and, and Tom Brady and I don't know if anything will ever be that. But it's it's getting there. Yeah, it's very interesting. The game will be exciting, to say the least. Um, Tommy, I noticed that you didn't pick a winner there, though. Yeah, um, well, I think this game's going to be different than every other game they've had in the playoffs because I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think both these defenses are better than they have in the past. The the Chiefs' offense isn't as good. Um, I'm going to pick the Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills tight, uh, like 24-20. Okay, Maddie, what do you got? I mean, I think this is going to be a battle to the death. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not to the death. Yes. No, done. I think both teams will be on their A game. Uh, Mahomes always shows up in the playoffs. I mean, Allen's been showing up lately. Both teams are going to give it their all. But I, I hate saying who's going to win or picking somebody to win because I feel like I'm cursing them. But I got to say the Bills are going to win this one. Okay. Um, yeah, so... I'm kind of like I'm kind of torn on this game. I mean, I know this is what Bills fans have wanted for like three years now. Get Kansas City coming in, coming into Buffalo. It's a similar thing, though. I mean, Kansas. It's not like there's a weather advantage. Kansas City obviously just played in negative temperatures when they smashed the Dolphins. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be cold here in Buffalo too. So the Bills don't have like an advantage in terms of like the elements like they would over like a Miami. Um, yeah, it's kind of been like a hell of a rivalry, right? Uh, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. The pro- the only thing that scares me is, is all the injuries that keep happening to the Bills' defense. Like, this game has to – like, the offense has to win this game at this point. I think they can. Uh, they've been looking pretty good on the Bills' end of things. I still don't love the Kansas City offense. I don't know. Like, Rasheed Rice is awesome. I think that guy's – by him, I think, personally, because I think he's going to just become Mahomes' go-to guy for the next five years at least. Because uh, Kelsey, I don't know, he's making, he's not making the same plays. He's looking older. I actually have this weird suspicion that, like his brother just retired for, from the Eagles, that when Travis loses in the playoffs or if he wins the Super Bowl, whatever, whenever his last game is, I think he's going to do the same. I think they're going to go out together. But my kind of theory is that when you think you're retiring, you're already kind of retired. So this game is going to be back and forth, and I think something just awful is going to happen And uh, because I don't want to jinx the Bills. I'll say the Chiefs will win. And I'm not going to actually want that to happen. I just think it will because that's how I'm conditioned to feel. Yeah, this is kind of, you know, it's that thing when, you know, you're a kid and you're talking to someone like, yeah, you won't say that over here. You won't say that over here. Come over to my house. I'll do this. And then all of a sudden they show up and you're like, oh, this is this is on now. Like it's it's one of those feelings as a Bills fan is that, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, if the Bills get the 2C, we get Kansas City at home. Mm-hmm. And that'd be great. And now as it's here, I'm like. You know what? I think I'd rather play anybody else other than Kansas City because I just, you know, you're you're traumatized from 13 seconds. You're traumatized from these last second Bills losses that we've had throughout our lives with, you know, Miracle Throwback and Norwood and everything else. And we're we're scarred. And Mm -hmm. um, I do think, though, that the the home field advantage is going to make a difference. And not because of the weather, but because of the noise, because of the sound. That's Um, man. 
you know, Kansas City's tackles have had issues all year with false starts and holding penalties. And now all of a sudden you're going to go silent count. It's going to give the, the defense a little bit of an advantage. I think they get pressure uh, because of that. And I think they if they win this game, it's because Kansas City's doing what they did all year, and that's having penalties and having drops. And, and lining up offsides. Yeah. Well, you see who they got on the refing crew, right? Uh, Sean Hockley. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dude who missed horse collars right in front of him and all that stuff. So that's really yeah. cool. So congrats to Kansas City. Um, you got your boy. So when there's questionable calls, I won't be surprised. I'm saying this, and then there'll be some weird questionable call that helps the Bills win, but I don't care. Um, we got to get out of here, so let's get it, move right on to final thoughts. Maddie, give me your final thoughts of the day. Uh, my final thoughts? Yep. Okay. Um, Taylor Swift might be at this game, and Josh, uh, Josh Allen's girlfriend, Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be battle of the... Uh, the boyfriends and lady friends, <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> kind of interested to see that. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, Tom, what's your final thought? So um, on our entertainment side, we don't talk about that enough on this podcast. So I'm going I'm to talk about that real quick. Um, you know, our comic guys and then our, our, our toy guys came up to me with, hey, we're going to do some Walking Dead products. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like – that's great, but Walking Dead was like 12 years ago. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember watch, watching it. It was fun back in the day, but who cares about it now? And then they're like, well, no. In a month, there's a new show. Rick and Michonne are coming on and having a new Walking Dead show. And it's kind of bringing back like, oh, maybe I want to watch this. Because I never watched the the sequel, um, whatever it was, Walking Dead, um, Rise of the Walking Dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I already know Michonne. I know Rick. I already kind of have... Uh, attachment to those characters, so I'm I'm kind of debating if I'm going to watch that show and, and bring back the the Walking Dead to my life. Mm. Why not? Zombie zombie stuff is always fun, so I think it. What's there's nothing wrong with giving it a look, right? Yeah, I mean the the Walking Dead show at the last couple couple seasons kind of tail off like all shows do, but it's kind of be a new fresh look, and I really enjoyed the first few seasons, so I might might give it a look. Fair enough. Um, my last thought is kind of what we touched on, like literally a, a minute ago about the bills. I mean, part of the reason, a big part of the reason that I'm sitting here right now, I'm wearing my Jersey that I work in cards and does all, do all this stuff is because of the Buffalo bills. My entire life has been pretty much my first football memory is like you said, no word missing the kick. I remember that. And everything in between has been nothing but sadness and terribleness and all that other jazz. So the last like five years of my life has been fantastic. And now it's really interesting. It's, it's exact. It's kind of how I felt last year going into Buffalo taking on Cincinnati and just the depression that hit after we lost, what was it, 27 to 10? Cincinnati picked us apart. But this team feels different. Um, It feels like they've had to work harder for the entire, for like everything they got. I mean, they have to win the last, what, six, seven games in a row or whatever it is. And uh, it's just been, it's been a different feeling for me. So it's like my entire sports life has kind of led up to this game now. And it'll feel that way next week and maybe the week after that. And it's just crazy to like, it's crazy that people like New England fans got that their whole life, just constantly like this, like, oh, we have an awesome team. Like imagine having an awesome team every year instead of us knowing we had like a 500 or worse team every year. It was always terrible. They even changed the jerseys to make them that shitty dark blue. Like nothing went right during my sports fandom until now, you know, until like right now and I'm living in it. Josh Allen. Yeah, that guy. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I love Josh. This is a big big game i'm really excited like i know i picked the chiefs to win because it's like tom said i don't want to put any any black mark on any potential like voodoo that could sway it in kansas city's direction anymore and hurt the bills but 
all the defensive injuries, like I said, scare me. So if Kansas City wins, I won't be too surprised. But I really am just like, I'm really so pumped to go there on Sunday. Are you are you more or less confident this year than last year? Less. I was more confident last year because they looked better. Steph Diggs was doing more. The defense wasn't as hurt other than like Von Miller and stuff. I mean, literally, even our backup dudes who took over for our injured starters this year are getting hurt. <laughs> so it's like, who knows what could happen. Uh, Rasul Douglas is awesome. I'm glad he's going to play. He'll be a difference maker. But other than that, I mean, I'm still not sure like who else is going to play and who isn't. So who knows? So I'm a little less confident because of all the injuries. Um, but we've luckily had other well, I know McGovern just got bopped in the last game, but our offensive line has had continuity. Josh is starting to run more. Our like Cleo Shakir is starting to break out a little bit. We're getting our shit together. We'll see what happens, but it's the point is because we gotta go. Um, it just means a lot and it's like I'm really excited for it. But I'm also like this might be the most nervous and weird I felt going into a sporting event that I'm headed to. I, I am more confident this year than last year. Okay. Um, I just think last year after the Mar Hamlin incident, that team wasn't the same and the, the mood around the team wasn't great and they kind of were going through the motions. This team seems fully vested. They've been vested since they had to go to Kansas City and basically were in the playoffs for the last seven weeks. Um, so they're playing, you know, they have they have the right mindset. I know the injuries are scary, but I feel like the mindset of the team is a much better place this year than last year. All right, sounds good. And with that, guys, good luck uh, this weekend. Everybody will be watching NFL games because I'm sure everybody who is listening or watching this is definitely going to pay attention to the games. Um, anybody else who might be uh, up in Atlanta next weekend, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you. And uh, you can find me and Tom. We'll be around. And it'll be really fun seeing all the fans because, well, it's been a minute because we haven't really gone on a trip together in, in, I don't know, a couple months. So good luck out there. Thank you again for listening. As always, keep emailing me at podcast at hipparadecollection.com. I love getting the emails. I really appreciate all of them. And if you have any questions, just send them along. Maybe we'll read them on air. It'll be fun. But with that, we got to go. So see you next week. Bye.